Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Where's the offering? Please take your seats in heavenly places. Take your seats. Praise the Lord. Wow. Well, I haven't been here in a while. (laughs) Some of you didn't even meet me at all. (laughs) I can understand when Ruel is complaining because I think his badge, well, did I show up at all? I did. I did, I did. Praise the Lord. I bring you greetings from our live patron, our founder, the um, ever-present, ever-loving, ever-true Apostle Kingsley J. Watson. He sends his love and regards. He says, God bless you so much for honoring this invitation to be here to hear God's word. Hallelujah. And oh, please take your seats. Thank you for honoring him. Even as you've ordered him, let every grace that's upon him speak for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. And then we want to thank God for the life of our ever-present campus pastor. <laughs> Reverend Roland. And then, yes. He's a special man of God. I tell you, this man's labor for you day and night. Oh, it's please true. take your seats. Please take your seats. His labor for you has no, um, there's no skill I can put it on. He's always laboring off campus, on campus. He's always bringing one issue. I'm praying for the students. I'm fasting for the students. I want to see them succeed. It is my responsibility. It's my duty. And even as he's given himself fully, to this cause some people will come and be doing a duty but for him it's more like a call what he does here and so we want to just thank god for his life and bless god for him hallelujah okay so um today i'm john the baptist i am coming to pave the way for a lot of people don't worry i every land is um, i can move around right okay so i'm just coming i've been praying i was telling him cry that since hh long ago that this is your team. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to talk about it because what I'm getting is different. But considering the time, we're going to just do everything. Praise the Lord. We're going to try and do everything. Praise the Lord. Um, the fathers have prayed for you, Prophet Hayford sends his regards as well. And <laughs> he's here with us in spirit. Hallelujah. Okay, so like Reverend Roland said, there's a lot God wants this generation to do. There's a lot that's hanging on you. So don't look at me. I'm just a um, vessel, the person who is available for today. And so I'm here. But I'm not the one doing anything. Praise the Lord. And God has spoken a lot about all of you. And there's a package. In fact, we thank the organizers for this program, for the conference. It's a divine appointment. It's not really about upper room fire conference, fire upper room conference. 
It's really about destiny today and God's appointment with each one of you. God bless you for making the time. I know it's some of you just close lectures and meetings and so on are here. Don't worry, we're warming up into it. That's how I do, okay? But I want you to be present here with us, not with me, but with the Holy Spirit. And the team for the conference is Pentecost, right? Awaiting the promise or the promises. Awaiting the promise, hallelujah. I wanted to just say a prayer, word of prayer. Where's the keyboard? Is I like to have some strings or music in the background. So if somebody can do that for me. Okay. Can we say a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for this night, oh God. We thank you for this atmosphere. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your angels, oh God. Lord, have your way. We come these grounds into your hands, Lord. You have promised, Father, to meet your people, oh God, to break bondages, oh God, to break yokes, oh God, to set them free, to bring deliverance, oh God. Let your word, even as it comes, Lord, come with power, oh God. Let there be breakthroughs, Lord. Let there be deliverance, oh God. Let there be, oh God, elevation, Lord. Let there be promotion in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, be glorified, oh God. Use me, Lord, as your vessel today to bless your people, oh God. Let the oil that is flowing in this place locate not only these ones, but their families as well. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Okay, so the team says, um, Pentecost, awaiting the promise. Hallelujah. And if you look um, at the definition of what Pentecost means, it just means the 50th, 50th, 5-0, with a T-H, okay? So Pentecost just means the 50th. It means the 50th day, 50th in an event. So it's the 50th day after Passover. That was when Pentecost happened, after Jesus resurrected. The 50th day after Passover was when the Holy Spirit came down. Praise the Lord. And so tonight, I'm expecting that, even as you're here, your heart should be eager and yearning to experience a touch of the spirit. Hallelujah. You know, there are great destinies sitting here. Some of you, your parents have failed God. Simply put. And there's the demand on you now as you sit here. That you be the ones that God will use in your family, in your lineage. To rescue, to restore that which God has made. That which God has promised to his people to your family line and so god expects it's not by chance that you are here it's not that by accident that you're all seated here today and part of kcf hallelujah and that doesn't mean that your life or your work with god will be without struggle the fact that you are the hope okay you are the bearer of that life last last um, um flame in the family means that you have the most um battles to fight like the like life of joseph he was the one who carried hope, not only for his family, but for the whole world at that time. The entire globe, if you like, or the entire human race. He was the one that carried a purpose, a destiny that God wanted to manifest. So he had the most battles, including his own family, his brothers, his siblings, turning against him because of what all your grace purpose assignment god has for him he will face he face battles same some of you may probably say today that you're suffering a lot of things 
and yet you call you are the only person who seems to be a serious christian i'm adding serious and christian in your household but you are the one too who has the most setbacks and you are wondering why that oil that is on your life is testing you because joseph was tested because of the grace he carried so that oil will test you that call that purpose that assignment that god has for you will test you bring you through trials will bring you to temptations it would but in that same trial and temptation process if you can stand is your victory hallelujah even as you can stand through and you can hold on to the word says awaiting his promise you can hold on and wait on to the promise of god that is where you will see your breakthrough so the battle the thing that fights you or the thing that is the biggest challenge for you is the thing that you have the biggest victory in praise the lord so you some of you realize that academically you'll be having struggles with all your courses and it gets to a point you just want to give up just know that there's something worth it in your academic um, path and that's how come you are facing all these challenges praise the lord yes there are background issues but there's something that god wants to use to glorify himself and so you'll be going through those challenges not because you are not um, good enough praise the lord but it's because there's assignment on your head praise the lord and so i want us to reignite that fire that is in us the fire that god has put in us ephesians 1 verse um is it verse 4 to 6 if somebody can be my reader for the evening Ephesians chapter 1 verse 46 46 46 yes please we can't there's no 46 wow Ephesians 1 14. 14. Yes, please. Yes, please. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. Which is the earnest of our inheritance? until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory okay which version is that king james okay so let me read it niv says who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are god's possession to the praise of his glory hallelujah so you've all been given a deposit of the holy spirit guaranteeing your inheritance in christ jesus and god expects that that deposit when you give your life to christ there's automatically a deposit of the presence of god his holy spirit in you and god expects that that spirit that presence will be grown will be grown through your word study will be grown through your prayer will be grown through your fellowship together with each other hallelujah okay so um again the team says awaiting the promise acts 1 verse 4 if you can read that for me as well 
Acts chapter 1 verse 4. He says, NIV. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Okay, so um, let's read as well Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. Yes, please. Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 to 8. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that, that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues Praise as the, the Spirit enabled them. Praise the Lord. So you need to understand that from your team, I know a lot of you have, a lot of us have promises. In fact, everybody here has a promise of God or from God. And some of you have been, it has been reiterated to you. You've been told, oh, God wants to do this for you. God wants you to do this. God wants to use you. God wants to do this. But that word in itself has to be waited upon. Hallelujah. A lot of the time when God says we're going to do this, then we just sleep and sit back and just say, oh, well, let it happen according to God's purpose. But you see, these disciples were together in a particular location. And that's what God and Jesus told them. He says, wait for me in Jerusalem. And the scripture he read, Acts 2 verse 1, it says that these people were together in unity. Praise the Lord. They were together as one people. They were together in one unity of purpose, oneness of mind. And as they start together, prayed. You see, initially, they were tested and tried them. Some people went fishing. Peter and Co. went fishing. They lost hope because their Savior had died. They probably had a different purpose for why Jesus came. So they went fishing. But at some point, they gathered. And when they gathered, they were together. Unity of purpose. The presence of God, the Holy Spirit that you also desire. The manifestations of the works of the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders that you want to see comes in unity. Praise the Lord. And earlier on, when I was praying, I realized there are a lot of little, little things, pockets of things that every one of us has against somebody or the other. And it's as a result of something you've heard. And the presence of God will only move where there's unity. Hallelujah. And if you all sit here, but secretly you have things against the other person, what happens is that you stifle the move of the Spirit. It will be, the Bible says, how beautiful it is that brethren and brethren, will dwell together in unity, in peace. So if there is today, as I'm doing this, we're going to also pray. If you know there's something you've heard about somebody, you haven't verified it, but you have held on to it. It has, um, it has bred offense or it's breeding offense in you. You need to, in this atmosphere, let it go and let the presence of God take over. Hallelujah. If there's something somebody has said, Oh, this person said this about you. This person said this about your girlfriend. This person said this about your boyfriend. This person said about your dress. You haven't verified it, but there's offense. Somebody said your father said something when you were born. You are carrying that offense. Somebody said your mother said this when you were born. You are carrying that offense. An auntie told you, you never heard it from your mother or your father. You never heard it. You heard it from a neighbor. Yet that thing has become a, an offense. 
something the devil is using to impede your progress, your work with God. I want you tonight. Okay. You see what happened in the Garden of Eden? It was because of words. Praise the Lord. God told Adam and Eve one thing. Then the serpent, as the Bible says, was more cunning. Genesis chapter 3. Above all other, more crafty. Above all other creatures. Came to Eve and said, did God really say that? And then said, it is because God knows. So now the person who created you and gave you the counsel versus the person whom you don't know, who is also a creation around, comes to tell you something. And these words became seed in Eve. I am sure it wasn't just one time. Sure, he kept coming. Are you sure? What are you doing today? Have you seen the tree? Have you considered it? He says, yes, God says we shouldn't touch it. Then you go, okay, I'll just ask him. Then you come back. Just for, you, for, for some of you, you've lost good friends or partners just because of things you have heard that you haven't verified. That have become seeds. So people who could have helped you in life. Have you separated yourself? You distanced yourself from them just because you've heard something someone has said. And today we want to deal with all those things that may have become little, little serpents. Because when Eve listened, her nature or their nature, the way they were like God, was becoming, they were becoming more like the serpent they were listening to. So what eventually happened was that they rebelled like the serpent did. Because they kept listening to this person this person is already a rebel and keeps coming here, keeping company with people who would help you. Some of you notice your friend is not good, but for some reason, you can't just let go of them. You just think, oh, it's they bring some excitement in my life. And so you keep this, and the excitement is reducing your work with God and reducing, taking you away from your purpose. And so you can't fellowship with God because anytime you have something to do, this exciting friend will come with something exciting. And you know it, but it's like, I, I just like him. But you just know, I just like him. And yet, you know, this person is not helping you. So Eve kept entertaining somebody that seemed exciting. And then what happened? Immediately they ate the fruit. They could not even see God again. They could only hear his footsteps. And when they saw, they said, we realized we were naked. And God said, who told you? Meaning that what I told you, now they started speaking a different language. They said, I was afraid. Before, fear wasn't in their lingua. It wasn't part of their language. But suddenly they become afraid. Because something has entered them and corrupted their nature. And so they were no longer like God. And that's how come you and I are all suffering today. Because before, you didn't need to take a phone and call God. Or take two hours to speak to God. It was there, just there and then. And they should have known better. That the same people, you, Adam, and Eve, actually named all the serpents and the creatures. So you gave the serpent the name serpent. So if that serpent you named comes to tell you something else, shouldn't you, should you really believe that? But God is calling you and I today to a place of a higher realm praise the lord a higher dimension where you are in communion with him where his presence is in you and that's how come you're having this upper room conference fire conference that you can become more like god 
Praise the Lord. And at this point, like I said, today is more like counseling. I'm going to talk about a lot of things together. So just flow with me. That's why I gave you some of the scriptures we'll be reading as we go along. Um, can you read Zephania? Zephania chapter 3 verse 9. Who has heard of Zephania before? Okay, they are Bible scholars here. Somebody says it's Zephaniah. Okay. Zephaniah. Zephaniah. Chapter 3, verse 9. Praise the Lord. I want us to be able to walk with the Spirit and be able to break the limitations the enemy has placed upon us by all the things we have heard, we have seen, we have done. I know a lot of us, to the biggest challenge we have, is the addictions we struggle with and the fact that we just think that god considers us sinners and so anytime you approach god you go to god with your label of sin god i am a thief i'm a liar i'm a backbiter i'm a fornicator i am this that's all you go to god for or with but god sees you more than that praise the lord and it's the devil who uses those labels to keep you down god loves you too much to want to keep you or call you a sinner and so it is the devil he has given judgment to you you still have hope praise the lord the devil is condemned and he knows it and so he's working round the clock to make sure that we are all at the same place with him he has no hope but he knows you have hope praise the lord and so when you fall as a child of god rise clean off the dust and there's will be falling there's the temptation to keep falling but the best way to stand is to keep closer to the word pressing into God anytime you fall rise again take the word press into God go deeper hallelujah temptation is is with us he says the bible says no temptation has sized us except that which is common to man and so the bible tells us in Romans that that is how come God gave Jesus a body like you and I so that you go through the same sufferings you're going through but he can overcome so that you have a superior testimony in him. And that's how come it is necessary that when you partake of the communion, you eat of the body so that your body will be transformed to his. And you drink of the blood. That gives you victory over sin. God gave us a perfect example. And he's not saying we should be perfect, but we should adopt that perfection. We should become like him. And that's how come when you receive Christ Jesus, you give him your life. He lives through you so that you he can live so you can become perfected but most times we strive want to live we don't want him to be our master we want to still have control and that's how come we're struggling please you can read the scripture yes please so zephaniah and zephaniah chapter three <laughs> chapter three verse nine <laughs> right then i will purify the lips of the peoples that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. Amen. Amen. This version is NIV. Okay, can you read um, King James for me? Yes, please. Or anybody who is there? So, um, King James. Yes. Yeah, so, um, for then will I turn to the people a pure language that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. Amen to serve in and the word i wanted was unity but this is fine consent with one purpose is still in unity 
so he says that god will give us a pure language and then we know about the um joel or is it joel <laughs> maybe it's joel Joel chapter 2 verse 28 to 29. The same scripture is in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 to 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams. Yes sir. Your young men shall see visions. Yes sir. And also on my men servants and maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days amen he says you pour out his spirit on all flesh praise the lord and that was what happened in the upper room on the day of pentecost that the promise of god that you send his holy spirit jesus says that when his spirit comes in john 14 he will teach you all things he will lead you into all truths so all that you want to know who what is my career what is my purpose on earth why am I here? What am I doing? What is this family about? Who is this person in my life? All of those things. It's all in the Holy Spirit. And he says, you take of what is mine and give unto you. He, in another, um, I think chapter 16, both 14 and 16, talk about the Holy Spirit. And calls him, one calls him the spirit of truth. He will lead you into all truth. Praise the Lord. And so, again, back to the point about what sin does to us. I'll come because I want you to be open and ready to partake of the presence of God. And what will stop you is the fact that you think you are not qualified. Praise the Lord. Because I did this yesterday. I did this one hour ago. I did this a few minutes ago. But if you can take out all the things I am mentioning, you would be in a better place to partake of the Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the advantage you need. Praise the Lord. To live a victorious Christian life. So the devil will come and give you all sorts of labels and tell you you are not qualified. But God just needs you to confess that particular thing and say, Father, I'm sorry for it. And if it is something that has become regular, you keep doing. All God expects of you is that keep coming to him. But then the best way to stop is to just have more of him in you. More of him is more of his word. Some of you cannot really sit down and do a study on your own. So then do not forsake the gathering of the saints. Because like today, as you're sitting here, as I'm saying something, your spirit is receiving a word. And you are learning something different. And so if you can make it to PD, personal development, you can make it to WIC, you can make it to prayer time. They may, whatever it is, touch on something that keeps giving you liberation every minute, every time. So today it is your mind. Tomorrow is your spirit being liberated. The next day it is your heart being relieved. Like gradually you get closer, the more you press into God. This flesh has no ability to help you. Okay, this flesh has the DNA of Adam. And that is where sin is trapped. And so this carnal man cannot help you. But it's your spirit man that becomes renewed. And as your spirit man becomes renewed, the Bible says be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your soul consists of your emotions, your intellect, your will, your emotions. And so these things become transformed in God's word. 
and john 1 verse 1 says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god so his word is himself so if you keep saying father i want more of you i desire you i love you but you don't study his word you'll be looking for anything and everything but you not find it but this word is the short thing oh it's the phone there's a bible on it <laughs> it's a short thing that you need to overcome the addictions you have Otherwise, if you just think, oh, I'll come, a powerful man of God, woman of God will lay their hands, will cancel you, and then you'll be gone. It will not go anywhere. Immediately you go back, it will come back. Because it's in this flesh. But if you kill it through the knowledge of the word that you acquire, it becomes the words become a part of you. And your spirit man is enlightened, is lighted up. The Bible says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The more of God's word you have, the more of him you become. It transforms you daily. It washes you through and through. If you keep saying Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Even as you are saying it, one day will sink that I'm saying God is my shepherd. And what does the shepherd do for the sheep? He protects them. He feeds them. He takes care of them. You've never seen a sheep wearing tie going to work before. Have you? You have never seen a sheep going to carry grass and say, I'm coming to feed myself. No, because there's a shepherd who does that for the sheep. So if your mind can go to the fact that, ah, I've been saying the Lord is my shepherd. What does it mean? One day would register in your spirit that it means that I am taken care of. That I am, I'm supposed to live a pampered life. I'm supposed to live a life that is guarded and provided for. I'm supposed to live a life that is secured. But I am struggling. Why? Because he's not my shepherd. That is all. But if you can recognize, you know, okay, he's my shepherd. Ah, this is what it means. Thy word is a lamp onto my feet. What does it mean? What does a lamp do? It provides light. It gives you guidance. So if you can read this with Father, I want to know, is it MIS? Should I do this course? Should I do my master's? You, you go to God and say, Father, your word is the lamp. Show me the way. There's this way. There's that way. There's Abba Ikea Manza. Your word is the lamp. Shiniqua. Reverend Roland Shiniqua. Which way? Where is the light? Where is the lamp? And even as I'm saying this, people of God. Do not trade your destiny on relationships. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, thank God. But do not give your all to relationship. You are too young at this time to spend so much, um, to risk so much on a man or a woman. Your destiny, God, there's greatness in you. Like I started Today, Reverend Roland is paying the price. So there are graces God has embedded in his daughter. No, seriously. There are certain things that his daughter would not do. And there are certain graces that the daughter would enjoy because there's worth ahead. Because God, he's paying the price. But if he doesn't, God will require the daughter to do some of the things he's doing today when she grows up. And that is some of your burden today. That God requires certain things that your parents should have done that they didn't do. But in that is double honor for you, double reward. 
but the devil will fight you too praise the lord if you are again reverend roland will say apostle come and do relationship seminar but you see the thing is that if you are probably in one bad relationship to the other to the other to the other it just means pause that god has something to do with your marriage oh it's true <laughs> it means that god has something to do with your marriage and wants you to pay a particular price it just also means that you're going in too early for something that god wants you to get later and so he'll keep disappointing you along the path like all of it won't work no matter what you do sometimes you sacrifice yourself everything you give all your chop money you give you buy gifts you buy roses you buy all the chocolate they'll still break your heart and you keep doing it and sometimes you do assignments you do ias if you can and yet still it won't work it just means that god is telling you you are rushing into something you are not ready for because there's glory in it for god praise the lord i am telling you the truth people i have lived a very short life but long enough to know so i'm speaking from experience and what i'm telling you have friends have friends but let your purpose your work with god and your academics take priority let these people hang around when it's time they'll fit in but when you give them the purpose and your focus and they destroy your purpose now when it's time for you to excel you won't find anything to do let them hang around that is all but do not put your all in it so back to the point of sin <laughs> praise the lord so do not become so in, uh, engrossed or so focused on i am this just know that your father is loving okay and great grace has been given you and so when you sleep it is those who walk that fall down abby so when you sleep get up don't say hey because i walked and i fell i'm not going to walk again get up and walk and just make sure that you find the reason why you fell and give yourself stability if your shoe is too high cut it down <laughs> if your lace is loose tighten it but do not keep making sin your excuse oh me i'm a sinner there's nothing i can do it is like that with me I will do this again and i'll do it again and i'll do it again run to god praise the lord go to god and say father help me because i want to fulfill my purpose my destiny all of you there's not one of you here that doesn't have a great destiny there's none here not in this house of god you see the perp- the vision of kcf is what to raise generals the only problem is that most of you don't know you are generals the last i was given some badges um a few years back this example that if the enemy knows you're a general and you don't know you're a general if he's coming at you he's not going to come with a normal guns and things because he knows you're not a corporal or private and so some of you that's why you suffer the things you suffer because the enemy knows this is a general walking the day your mind comes to it you'll be you cause colossal damage to the kingdom of darkness and so he's going to come at you with um interballistic missiles and so that's how come for some of you when you start it's that your head is like your migraine is like all of brikusu together and you don't understand why 
because you see yourself as oh i'm just this normal person i'm the last born in my family nobody even cares about me i am usually described as a black sheep like <laughs> what is my purpose yet you suffer things you don't understand that's because you are all generals Esther was an orphan. She was walking around um, um, wherever that is, Persia, as a normal girl, or Babylon, as a normal girl. She was an orphan, but she was supposed to be the next queen. So that's how come the devil started off by collapsing her social system. If you are an orphan, would you consider yourself anything? You start looking down on yourself, you'll be pitying yourself, you'll be feeling sorry. But God in his wisdom brought him Mordecai, his uncle. Because the purposes of God cannot be stopped. If only you are aligned. So Mordecai kept bringing Esther to alignment. Mordecai wasn't rich. But she taught, he taught her everything she needed to know. To value herself. The things Reverend Roland teaches you. The things Apostle will teach you. The things any man of God will teach you. The things the executives will come and teach you. Is to equip you for that grace of the general like i said if you don't read the word with a mind that gives you insight to know if you don't adopt and understand god's word his spirit will do that his presence will do that and so you need to equip yourself and be ready do not see yourself as this person do not see yourself as anything, anyways. Today, it may seem like that to you. It may look to you like that. Praise the Lord. So I don't want you to continue in self-pity and say, me, I'm just a sinner. But if you can run to the one who saves, keep coming back to God. Ask for temptation and trials they will always come but it's how you process them it's how you deal with them it's what counts that's what makes the difference between winners and losers those who excel and those who quit that is all it's your mind so be transforming and renewing it by your study of the word by coming into the house of god do not forsake the fellowship the gathering of the saints no matter what it is anytime i gain some new insight if it's not in my personal time of waiting it is in church. And so it says the team says awaiting the promises. So I just want to give you some headlines on waiting. Praise the Lord. I just want to give you quick, 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 and then we can enter into a time of ministration. Hallelujah. So um some of the things that you need to do. Okay, waiting means to stay where one is or um, to endure delay action until a particular time or event. So you get to the hospital and you all wait. You get to the bank and you wait. It's just a delayed action. There's some gratification at the end, but there's a time span that it, it comes with. So any on, with God, you have to wait. We have to wait because first of all, most of you, when you go to God, I think I was speaking to the executive some time back, I said, anytime we go to God, you are now like today. You just came from class. By the time you settle in, you are worshipping. You are just thinking, hey, where did I put my pen? And did I take my phone? Okay, I brought it. Did I lock my room door? Like there's a lot that happens before you finally settle into, okay, I'm in church. 
So the first like 10, 20 minutes, your mind is roaming. Uh, I'm even sweating. That staircase was long today, Papa. Like you're all over the place. And so by the time you come to God's presence, when you come that you're coming to God, that you're waiting on him, asking God, if you're asking, there are three types of prayer. There's the asking, there's the seeking, and then there's the knocking. Is it Matthew 7? Bible scholars. Thank you. <laughs> so you come and then you ask. This is Father, I want bread. Father, I want shoe. And there's a part where you're seeking, Lord, which part am I taking? What do I do? When do I do my masters? Do I become a soldier after doing MIS? You know, do I become a lawyer <laughs> after doing computer science? You know, what is it that you called me to? <laughs> so for that kind of prayer, you need to come and then you sit and then you wait. Because you are doing inquiries. You are asking questions. It's different from saying, Father, give me a good grade in my paper today. This you are seeking to know the mind of God and getting counsel. And do that a lot. Now you have time. If you're in your first year, start asking God, the course I've chosen, is that the path for me? Doesn't mean you should stop studying. <laughs> Continue studying, but ask God, is it this? Am I going to be a soldier afterwards? Why am I doing MIS now? You know, if after MIS, can I go into the military? Okay, what is my purpose in the military? You know, find out, okay, am I supposed to be a lawyer? Fine. Okay, my father wanted this um, computer science degree. I'm giving him that, but afterwards I'm going to law. Like, be able to find, seek, find. And that comes in your waiting, quiet time. It says that God used to walk into the garden in the cool of the day to come and commune with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. That means it's a quiet, peaceful time, not when there's a lot of noise around you. So sometimes it's best to do that since you can go off-site. At dawn, when it's quiet, praise the Lord, or in the afternoon, when you don't have a lecture, and most people have lectures, to just sit somewhere quiet and ask God questions. Seek. He is more interested to speak to you. David says, once did I ask God, twice did he speak? God is more interested because people's destinies hinge on all of you. All of you. Not just some people, not the president, not the vice. All of you. Your destiny, people's destinies are hinged on you. So it's good to know. Aside the fact that your family flame is with you. Today, me and Reverend Roland, we're here with lighted um, candles. And we're looking for others to light. So I am saying all these things so that you can be ready. When you have the presence of God, you would overcome. No matter the challenge... Sometimes God would bring you back a little. But in that little, he's setting you it's like that slingshot. So he can push you off. <laughs> Thank you for the sound. <laughs> you know, so he can spring. It's like a springboard. So do not endure affliction. Endure long suffering. As a good soldier, praise the Lord. We are all soldiers in the army of God. And tomorrow you thank God for the fact that you came to this place. At the 20th anniversary, you heard the testimonies. Father, we thank you. Um, we thank God for Apostle's life. We thank God for KCF. So in a few years' time, you will see yourself and you will not believe it. So don't look down on yourself. And do not allow the devil to put labels on you and stop you from going to God. Anytime you fall, get up, go back to God. Father, I'm sorry. Say it until you can overcome. 
do not forget to go back and say sorry father i am sorry but do not also make it a habit tell yourself i want to stop falling down and so i'm going to read the word i'm going to make it a part of me i'll read it and on my way i'll fall down but i'll let that word be in my mind meditate upon it praise the lord so you wait on god you seek and then you knock when you come knocking is when the devil has taken things these are how i put it okay ask you you ask you seek you knock you knock is when you come and you know that this thing is yours and for some reason everybody in your family has refused to go to university you are the only person in university and every day you are sick you just get up and say no 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 there's something wrong i have a goodly inheritance some 16 in the lord my boundary lines are falling onto me in favored places sickness is not my portion i will not accept this thing something has to change this thing has to change it's, it's high time i stopped it the other day i don't know if it was Roll or somebody i think it was robert that was sharing that example with that i was sick for a long time everybody was praying for me and he was weighing i kept allowing myself one day i was taking a shower and i was like ah he says it's a, a body has he prepared for me he not allow my body to see the case i told myself no i rise from this realm of sickness this body will not see decay i refuse this sickness it was just a shower i was taking you know? i made that confession during the course of the day i realized that i was okay there was nothing wrong with me again yet big men of god had prayed for and they told me i was fine but my mind i was just going around but when i started making the knocks on the doors of heaven and making taking my position and taking what was mine immediately it disappeared i didn't realize but for a long time i was feeling this feverish and going about doing things but i was feeling feverish i was taking medication i was feeling feverish i was being prayed for i was feeling feverish but until i made that declaration told myself no 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 this is not the place for me this rather is my place immediately whatever it was left so but it comes from understanding you see the scripture came to me and i confessed it if you don't have any you can't make that confession praise the lord so you wait on god in patience praise the lord when you come to god you have to wait you have to be prayerful you have to be patient patience means that you don't come to god and expect that hey immediately i come he starts talking be patient patience is a principal thing that you need to have praise the lord be patient when you come to god it means that patience just means that you are waiting your time and waiting your turn for what is due you if you are in a rush you miss a lot of things what jacob did by going for esau's blessings was impatience and what did they do he didn't have it it tried him it was god's mercy that met him and re-established him as israel for him to be able to carry the blessings but the blessings was originally his he just rushed to go and take something that was his too early that is stealing your mom may have a plate of jollof for you it's for you she meant for you to have it at lunch you go and take your breakfast because she's going somewhere and you eat it that's a stealing it's yours but she didn't give it to you but if you waited and she gave it to you at lunch you would enjoy it it's still yours you get all the blessings there is but taking it in the morning you could even get cares for it then you stupid child you will not it will not be well with you thunder will strike you <laughs> who caused it who caused it is that because you went for something that was yours but it was too early praise the lord 
I just want us to just be up and so we can pray shortly. I hear I have like 10, 15 minutes. So we'll just pray. I wanted to do a lot within this time. But wherever you are, Psalm 1 verse, Psalm 15 verse 1 to 5. It says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord's house? It says, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. I just want us to pray with the first um, revelation I shared. That if there's anything that has become a hindrance in your heart, that has led to offense, you want to just pray a few minutes and just return. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.